What is up, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Sibling Rivalry, the comic book club show that me and my sister, Anna, put on. I am one of your hosts, Ben Pai, otherwise known as Espeon tonight, because I decided to wear my onesie because it's cold and this thing is warm. And judge me all you want. I don't care. I think you look great. Thanks, Anna. Thanks. She always lies to me. Um, well, and I bought it. It's true. You did buy it. So you have to like it. Neener, neener, boo, boo, <laughs> stick your head in poo, poo. Um, <laughs> joining me on this wonderful journey that we call a podcast, a YouTube series, a comic book club, <laughs> my wonderful sister, Anna. Anna Ken. Ken. Anna Ken. You are my sister, Anakin. You were supposed to bring balance to the Force, not leave it in darkness. I like that you made Kenobi also sound like a woman. How dare you besmirch (laughs) the name of Obi-Wan Kenobi, our Lord and Savior? You're the one who made his voice high pitch. How dare you? I know, if you will. How dare you? I should okay. also fix this to where this is actually in frame. Maybe. Maybe, 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 maybe. Technical difficulties. I just noticed this. Was that? Vex's hand covers one of the stones, and it makes it look like a flesh-toned stone, and it threw me off. Well, it is a different colored stone. Oh, oh, I understand, I understand. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all the stones are different colors, though. Well, well, here we are to, to bring just clarity to your mind and soul, Anna. I didn't really look at the cover for this that much until today, and I was like, oh, wow. Wow. We do a whole series on comic books, and you're in charge of the art, and you don't pay attention to the most grabbing art of it all? How dare you? Well, it's usually by a different artist, and we usually don't count covers anyway. You should still look at the covers. Anyways, as you guys can tell, our show this week is based around the critical role uh, Vox Machina Origins, Volume 1, a comic book based on the D&D campaign that Critical Role uh, did, Campaign 1. Not the one with the donut demon. Which I was excited about. The donut demon? The demon humanoid character that's blue who loves donuts? Don't look at me like I'm a fool. That's the only one I've watched or listened to. (laughs) Jester, the tiefling, the blue tiefling who loves pastries. I'm sorry. I thought the donut demon was something they fought or something like that. No. Goodness, I know one thing about Critical Role, and you make me look a fool. Oh, the greatest thing is I know half of our viewership are big Critical Role fans, so they're going to to listen to that and have roughly the same reaction I had. Look, every fan art I've ever seen of that character, she's blue, has horns, and it's always donuts. Always donuts, okay. Sometimes it's cupcakes. I'm just saying. Maybe we don't follow the same people, Ben. Okay. Anyway, she's Anyways, not in this. she is not. This is campaign one. That is campaign two. A little backstory on this. Um, critical role. Uh, Matt Mer- Matthew Mercer's campaign one got picked up by Geek and Sundry when he was already... Um, a part of the way into the campaign. 
Um, so there's a whole bunch of sessions of campaign one um, that are not in a video format. So what did they do? They decided to make a comic book um, of their adventures prior to um, what happened in campaign one um, in the video. So this is like the origin story of Vox Machina, hence Vox Machina Origins. Um, yeah. Um, so this uh, this first volume um, brings us through uh, essentially the the group not being a group yet and being kind of in their own little uh like subgroups um and meeting for the first time uh in this swampy land um which was a dope introduction yeah i i agree i i was a i was a big fan of uh i liked i liked the art i liked the the transition and i loved the description, uh, like just like all of the all of the words in here, is like they will save the world eventually. eventually. <laughs> um, which I think is uh, is really cool, and I, I think it's um, really neat that they they first show a panel of you know the whole party um, or the end game party, I should say, and then they show uh, an image of the everyone who's in this part of the story and then they show the okay this is who you're following um anna real quick you know you know that you know the the guy holding the the big sniper rifle blonde hair and the glasses could, could you just do me a favor and open up page five and i just i just want you to to say his name I don't like this. Oh man, I skimmed this. I gave up. <laughs> it was way too long. <laughs> Lord Percival, Percival, Frederick Stein von Musel or Musel? Musel. Musel. Klazowski de Rollo the Third. Very good, Anna. Very good. I'm proud of. I'm proud of that. I'm gonna have I to... just cared that it was Percival. Percy. Like Knights of the Round Table, Percival. Exactly. Um, so the the issues in the book, um, Percival has a wonderful name. Yes, I agree. Uh, so this book, uh, it starts out introducing each individual group uh, that's traveling together. So it starts out with um, Vaxildan and Vexalia. Um, who are twin half-elves, um, one rogue, one ranger at this point. Oh my god, your camera is going to poop. Mine? Yeah, Sorry. I don't know why. I don't think it's your fault. Um, It'll be better next week. Yes, it will, because we'll be in the same room, and it won't matter. Um, so real quick, just the this first page, I have to say love 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 um the uh the, the art of these people yeah this was like a nerd out for the costume designs in terms of seeing how they evolve that was super captivating and i got stuck on this page because you know it kind of shows at the beginning of almost every issue yes it does and i was like oh, so good it really was, and I, I again, I think it was a, a really interesting introduction to uh, to the characters, and you know, uh, I think this is going to be it's, it's going to be interesting hearing from you because you have almost no background in uh, Vox Machina, so. Obviously, for me, the story is incredibly interesting because I know the. I know the characters and I know where what happens to them. Um, whereas you don't. So I don't have audio from you. 
I see your mouth moving, but but there you go. There we go. Um, I accidentally muted. Yeah, because I forgot that we set up my delete button for oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. to be my mute and so I hit that by accident um no yeah so that was really exciting that I don't know how it's gonna play out um which I think is fun for any like non-DC and non-Marvel one is because it's completely a new storyline you have absolutely no idea what's gonna happen so it makes me interested to read more what were what was your initial your initial reaction to the story, because essentially we're starting out in this town of Stilben, uh, which is right off of a, a big swamp in Taldore. Um, I know, it was very Florida-like, except yeah. instead of gators, it's sharks. Yeah, shark, sharks and, and, and fish people. Um, and a spider lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big spider lady. Um... And uh, the 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 town is essentially being poisoned or cursed, or you know, at, at this point, the the town doesn't know what's what's really going on. Just that a lot of babies are being stillborn. Um, which you know, starting right out the gate, being uh, whew, that was so sad. It 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 was. I can things I don't want to think about right now. Understandable. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, so, yeah. What, what were your, what were your initial thoughts, uh, kind of getting through uh, the first couple, um, the first little bit, first little little bit. So, I think I'm excited about this more because I know that it has to be good. <laughs> but like, okay. as initially, it was. So much text. I agree. So, and I mean, for that, there were like moments where it was like the heartwarming story or heartwarming, but like the character develop moment, development moment between Vex and Calith that happens is all just done in text. And I was like, mm. okay, but it's a comic. Like you can do that through showing. So there could have been like a flashback element or something. I felt like they relied very whoa, heavily whoa, whoa, on whoa, text. Whoa, 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 whoa. What about that beautiful, like, thought bubble of her and Vex riding trinkets? You know the one I'm talking about? I don't. Oh, my God, I got to find it. Go, go ahead and keep, keep talking. I'll find it. But overall, it was just, I felt like the comic was relying heavily on dialogue versus action, which then kind of made it either read like a script Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was adorable. But I mean, that was like the only moment where you truly get something like that. Especially and I the that Vix, also... Vox, Vex, Vex, and Keyleth. Yeah. Um, and I also get that, you know, it's the first volume of an origin story. So it's going to try to build up the characters quickly. So you get to the main storyline. No, but you know what? I agree with you because there was there was something through throughout my second reading of this because I, obviously before before I picked it for this, I had read it before. Um, mm -hmm. There was something on my second reading uh, of this where I'm trying to, you know, really go into the mindset of is this a good comic for someone who wants to get into comics or is this just a good comic for someone who likes um, Critical Role and. Mm -hmm. I think I, I think you really like you nailed it. It's a lot of text in a medium that is meant to be like very visual, um, but at the same time, like it's it's the opposite of what D and D is. You know, like it, it's a very D and D is very narrative driven, um, especially Matt Mercer's world, which he's one of one of the the creators of this. Um, like he is very narrative, he's very descriptive, and I feel like I feel like it, there wasn't enough focus on the story that he probably told and showing mm -hmm. the story as much as there was a focus on 
let's throw these characters that people know from Critical Role onto a page and put what Laura Bailey and Marisha Ray are saying in text bubbles next to them. Yeah, and that's exactly kind of how I felt about it, which makes me feel more inclined to listen to the podcast than to listen to or than to read the rest of the comic, which mm-hmm. is sad because, I mean, I do like like the fun art style of it is very cartoon, like TV show or yeah. movie uh, to it. So it was kind of like, uh, I will say I had a very hard time at some parts because of the heavy text. Uh-huh. I got no, sleepy. I agree. Like I was, I was going through and um, reading this. I was reading this last Monday, so I was reading it the day that we were recording because I, w- I wanted to have it as fresh in my mind as possible. Me too. Well, I tried reading it the night before, and the heavy text made me sleepy. Well, just because like, you know, reading in the evening always makes you sleepy. And, and and it's like I was reading through it, and I'm like, oh my god, why am I having such a hard time getting through this? And it's like, <laughs> it's it's not so different than like rereading a book that you've read like you may you may really like the book but it's like you you skip over parts exactly so it's like i'm kind of going through it and i'm like "Uh, i mean i know what's happening here i'm just gonna um (laughs) uh, but you know one of the things that uh that made me do with this is it made me really sit and pay a lot of attention to the artwork uh, more so than I probably did on my first reading, um, which, you know, I'm I'm never going to, to complain about when it comes to a comic. Um, I feel like I, I don't know if you're the same, but I feel like when I read a comic, I, I really am reading it the first time. And then I'm going back to the beginning of it and just flipping through and looking at each panel rather than actually reading it. I know that's uh, not I'm... like the easiest way to 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 do it. Like you should read and look at the same time. But Sometimes I get so engrossed in the story. Yeah. Um, I do it to where I don't do it like I read the entire thing and then I go back and look at it. Like I'll read the entire page and then I'll just sit staring at the page for a couple of minutes. Or if it's like a heavy action point, then I'll read through all of it and I'll be like, but wait, I didn't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to go back. Um, so I, I guess so I, do it in segments, but... I guess I might do a little bit of that, too. But I think I think there are times where depending on what the action is, um, I might get involved in that and then have read through a couple of pages and be like, I need to go back a little bit. I need to, <laughs> I need to just look at it because... I gotta make sure I don't miss anything. Yeah, and the same thing happens vice versa, where I get really caught up in the art, and I'm like, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> and then it's, you know, the artwork stops for a second, and it's like this comical moment. I'm like, I missed everything. Why are you laughing? I'm like, or it's like you're looking at this beautiful scene, and then the next page, like, a bullet goes through their head, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I, I got a, I got a little wrapped up. I did not have that issue in. I mean, I had that issue in this book with the text, and it it did feel a little uh, on my second reading. It did feel a little bit more like I was trying to read a book, um, and not a comic book. Um, now that's not to say that there weren't, there there wasn't like beautiful scenes and beautiful art in the book. Um, yeah. But it didn't seem like there was a heavy focus on the art. I think I think there could have been more focus on the art because the art's great. Like like when you get a lot of these scenes that don't have a bunch of text in it, mm-hmm. like it looks cool. It looks good. It does, but it, and and like and facial expressions are great. Like look at look at Vax's face uh, in the well, bottom it, right, who looks exactly like Proteus. Yeah, sure. It does. He <laughs> does. If anybody has seen the the animated movie Sinbad, I think that Vax looks a lot like Proteus. Like the face shape and everything and the mm. animation style compared to this art style, I think are very similar. Mm-hmm. Mostly only with that character and his twin sister, but that's okay. There are no dragons in Sinbad. There's other stuff that in Sinbad. That you know of. Uh, Mr. Hasn't Seen It Before, Shut Your Mouth. That you know of. 
but there but again so something that I, that I do want to point out is I feel like the this artist great great art especially with the faces like the these are like they're it, it's oh and they're, his character they're, Scanlan yeah yeah uh, and I mean he had a very narrative role which makes sense based off of like the type of He's a bard. Yeah, he tells Reacher. he tells stories. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that played into it really nicely that helped make the the text a little bit more fun cuz it kind of broke that third wall. Fourth yeah. wall. Right. Mm. Broke the fourth wall. Um It broke the third wall a little bit too. Uh, uh, but yeah. like the the facial expressions are really good. Like I I I I'm really really impressed with that uh that portion of of the art here and you know i i feel like the artist also does a good job at denoting that you know the vex vax and keyleth are all half elves they do mm. a really good job depicting that yeah they're different but they're they're the same race um i'm incredibly impressed with tiberius like it, he looks cool um, yeah, I'm I guessing get, he dies. I haven't read or listened to it. There's there's sure a whole does. lot of weird stuff that that happens with him and the person who was playing him in the campaign. Um, but that per the person who was playing him in the campaign had to leave. Um, oh, so okay. Tiberius obviously left as well. Um, that was my second guess, but I thought death. But uh, and and then like the fact that you know Scanlan, Scanlan's face is a very different shape. It's not as angular as the Elven features, and Grog even less so. Like Grog is just a doofus with you know. He, yeah, he's he's a muscle with two brain cells. Um, that the character design descriptions in the back of the book were probably one of my favorite things to read about it, where they were saying how, um, when because they wrote this in the middle of their campaign, they had to kind of baby make everybody a little babyish, uh -huh. and so they were like, and so making Grog, you know, without his facial hair, instantly youthful. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that again, mm -hmm. the issue, the, it's then like these scenes where it's like, you do great at drawing these people, but the backgrounds kind of get nothing. And then there's and then there's very little going on in the overall box. Even amongst just them talking, there's no movement of any kind. Right. Other um, than the speech bubble from different angles. And I'm like, which, you know, I'm 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 gonna give them the benefit like a little bit of slack on the fact this is their first comic book um that that they've done, um, that the yeah. group has put together. So yeah, like for a, for for a group that I know can tell a story. Yeah. Comic book is is a great medium to tell a story. Um but I think this is very much a case of well, you're learning it as you go. Yeah, but and I mean this does speak to didn't you say that they're getting like a show on Netflix on uh, Amazon? On Amazon, yeah. this does for me seem almost like storyboarding a a TV show or a movie. So in that regard, totally game and excited for them to have that medium. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, this kind of reminds me of storyboarding for films. Okay, I can see that, and you know what that that makes me appreciate it maybe a little bit more as well, just for the sheer fact that. I'm really excited for the the Amazon show and the fact that they've already like they they did a Kickstarter to do the first season 
and mm-hmm. Amazon has agreed to do a second season. I nice. produced a second season for him already. And the first season, but the hasn't, first even season come hasn't come out, out yet, right? Correct. Okay. Awesome. I'm like, I'm not behind. No. Already. Um, in addition to everything else that you're mad at me about. It's just WandaVision and, and Mandalorian. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, the, the two things that I am most passionate about, comic book stuff and Star Wars stuff, like, you're not caught up on it. And the thing is, it's not even that you're not passionate about those things, too. You also love those things and just haven't watched them. But they take attention. I have to pay attention to what I'm watching. Oh, my God. If you watch them each week, they're only like a half hour each. I know, but I'm a binger, Ben. Not the B-word I would have called you, but... Anyways. Moving on. Mm. My favorite panel... Uh, would probably be um, the introductory panel. Yeah. Uh, I did like, um, like when you saw the spirits or the souls, sorry, the souls of everybody who had been drinking from the water. I thought that was cool. That kind of, though, was very reminiscent of uh, Satana from the week before. Yeah, it, it very much so was. I kind of, when I saw that, I was like, oh, this could be my favorite panel. And then I was like, Wow. Oh, but then it's so similar to my favorite panel from last time. <laughs> yep, you you have a theme on things that you like. I did, though. I think, honestly, my absolute favorite was the introductory one because I liked the de-evolution of the characters and how that was done it was really great and fun. And it made me excited to see how they get to that point, mm-hmm. which is why I don't think that this being a wordy comic sways me from wanting to continue reading them right because the characters are fun i have to read volume two again i have to see if it's as wordy because i i feel like they they had to have taken some feedback and i can't imagine Mm -hmm. that some of the feedback wouldn't have been oh you know you can tell a story with pictures too sir oh you sounded like bartok bartok I give her a yeah, and a hi yeah, and I keep her, sir. That onesie. Oh, my God. I'd wear that onesie. Yeah, with, like, wings and everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> getting back on track. Um, yeah, this was, this was a good panel. Um, before we move on too much, uh, I'm curious what you thought about the characters as a whole. Um, were there characters you liked, disliked more than... Another? Um, I think the only character that I wasn't as interested in was... I'm so bad with their names because they're not normal names, was the dragon. Tiberius? And that's mostly just because when you see him in this first one, he's a very, like, scholarly, intellectual character. Tiberius Stormwind of Draconia. Yeah, and, like, I loved Keyleth. Keyleth? Keyleth. She was adorable. I do wish that based off of like, which I would have never wished this, except I read the character. Um, Keyleth like, is Anna if she were a druid. In my opinion. Yay! I'm so happy and okay with that. Um, I will say though that uh, after reading like how they came up with their character designs on the back of the book, I do wish that they kept the floral tiara throughout all of her transformations because I think that would have been a dope through line. Otherwise, she kind of just looks like a tiger. See, like, look at how adorable the little crown is. Yeah, t- tiger with a crown. It's not horrifying in any way, shape, or form. Would have been awesome. They I, said it was too comical. <laughs> I think it would have been. It was funny, sorry. But I mean... I don't know. So when you think about it, like when you when you look at other comic books, um, like the, the first thing I think of is uh, Beast Boy. Yeah, Every time know, he turns into another animal, he's green. Um, there, I I don't think I, I think there's what I'm saying. It's not a bad decision to be comical in a comic. Yeah. Um, especially so I in, wish that had stayed. 
especially when when you're looking at like looking at this as a whole um and i'm trying to find the scene where she actually turns into um the lion yeah the lion. tiger the, the tiger um is that in the first fight i think it was in the first fight it's in the first fight okay um but you know i think here, here, here she is. And she's a white tiger. She's not even orange like her hair. Right. And it's like you, you go from you go from this where it's like you see you see Keyleth here talking talking to, to Scanlan. And then what the next time you see her, you see her right here. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you just see a white tiger. Yeah. So I didn't honestly connect that that was her for a while well yeah until like right here and i don't think there would have been anything wrong yeah i don't think there would have been anything wrong with with putting her her tiara on there but that's just you know personal personal opinion but i agree and i mean she was her and scanlan were probably my favorites but yeah um i did also like and i liked scanlan's character um back and forth banter with grog yeah grog's character was funny it kind of reminded me of groot (laughs) just a little bit (laughs) yeah um and then scanlan would have been rocket rocket. Um, yeah yeah yeah. i dig it Um, and i mean the scale and everything is on point but yeah vex and vax i'm interested to see how their characters are in later comics based off of like how you end it with Vex saying, Oh, you thought I was the serious one? And we're like, Well, you have been quite serious this entire volume. <laughs> so I would be interested to see how their characters kind of play out. And I'm connected to Vax just because he looks like Proteus to me. To me. Oh, gosh. And- he does. No, I. That's what she said. That yes, is. but you disagree. <laughs> see, and again, here, here are like you see Keyleth here. Mm-hmm. And then you see just a random tiger. There's nothing on this page to say that she's going to turn into a tiger. <laughs> Which again, like as someone who's listened to Two Campaign One and knows the character, yes, I'm looking at that. I know that that is Keyleth. Mm-hmm. But I no, mean, I very... you're probably looking at it like, where the hell did this tiger come from? I went back and forth between panels mm-hmm. quite a bit when you first saw her as a tiger, and I go, wait, uh-huh. <laughs> wait. Which um, I assume you're supposed to put two and two together, considering she starts out as a squirrel. Yeah, that would be my assumption as well. But I, I think I think we're getting hung up on this very this one. This but the one, tiara would have been right. It would have, and how cute would that tiara have been on that squirrel? Right, so yeah. Like it's already a cute squirrel waving. Yeah, but I was also I didn't get that that was going to be a person. And they seem to have. And I was like, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, I loved her, though. She was a great character. And I would be extremely interested to see how the characters progress for Vex and Vax. Yeah. And I... how they interact with the other characters. Because I think Vax would be funny with Scanlan just based on the ending. And when you first see the two interact, and then Vex and Keyleth look like they're gonna be the best of buddies oh man you'll have to listen to campaign one at some point (laughs) because uh yeah no no the and again i will also say another big thing about critical role and these campaigns are the the main characters and how they interact with one another um and i i do think there's some good growth shown because of all of the the text that's in here and to be fair 
I don't think your average comic book reader is just going to see this, pick it up, and start reading it. Um, I, I think that it offers a really cool new set of characters in a world that you're not going to get otherwise. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, I can totally agree with you that I don't think the normal comic book reader would just randomly pick it up. But at the same time, like as a kid, I would have 100% picked it up just because I thought it looked pretty mm-hmm. with cool characters. Yeah. And I would have wanted to be Keyleth. It's reasonable. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I think I think there's a lot of potential here. And I think I want to find some more fantasy comic books. Yeah. Um, but not like not like fables or you know something like actual fantasy, like something that takes place in a in another in another world like Tal'Dorei or Middle Earth or you know something along yeah. those lines. Like, One of those things where like you always read or you watch some you watch a movie and you're like, God, I wish this was a book. And then you read the book and you're like, God, I wish this was a comic. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is, I, this scratches that itch for sure. But I, but at the same time, I, I still want it to be more. Yeah. I do also hope that as the comics progress, they're going to start breaking the whole, everything is in a box. Because, like, the detransformation of Keyleth from the squirrel could have been, like, a side full body of her as a little squirrel and kind of devolving or evolving back into a person. And that didn't have to be, like, a verbal panel at all. It could have literally just been a, a visual element. Yeah. And it, it could be it, it could be the, the art factor. It, like, just the... Because I think doing this project... And I could be wrong. I think doing this project, they did a lot of like getting getting fans to help with it. Like I, I I'm trying to think if I've heard of Olivia Sampson before, as far as uh, art, uh, like comic book art goes. Um, because if you think about it, like. I, I I imagine, I think Olivia Sampson just did a lot of fan art and they just had her do the art for the book. Which, you know, fan art and doing comic book art, very different. And I mean, if that's the case, props to her because great first try, like first, not first try, because I mean, she did it first take. Yeah. Uh, official artists, online alias, Firestash. I also uh, like how involved it sounded like the, the cast of players was in creating, like, the small nuances of their looks. It was fun. Yeah, and I mean, I, that comes, that just comes from how much work people put into making their D&D characters. It's like, mm-hmm. it you have this image in in your head of of what your character is and trying to get them trying to then get that onto paper without being the one to like do it yourself is challenging i i, I think like like when you asked me to describe veil morningstar to you yeah it's like i i know what he looks like in my head Although I didn't ask you, I asked Kenny yeah, to find yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. And he sent me like a two sentence thing. Be- and I go, because that's what that's I wrote to him. Great. <laughs> um, I kind of, I almost want to look into more info on the book. I, I'm confident that Olivia Sampson has not done any other comic book art. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And Kendra Wells, I believe, does a lot of their maps in general, and she did the map of Stilben um, in the book. So it, I, I feel like it 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 goes to say that they and power to them for not just hiring professional like not that it doesn't look professional, 
but uh, props to them for doing this as a like it was a, a project for the fans by the fans yeah uh, by the fans and the creators you know um mm. and i i think i think there's a lot uh, a lot of good to be said about doing that i would agree um but yeah um I, I also i love the the cover art of the i of love that. the cover art i do like that the cover art looks like the rest of the art in the comic even though it's still another artist but but yeah i i agree it's like you you look at that and then you get into the book itself and you're not you're you're not like whoa 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 this is completely different <laughs> than what the 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 front of the book looked like um yeah Especially when some of these stupid books are like sealed in plastic and you're like, I have no idea what the inside looks like. I'm just hoping it looks like the cover. Um, but yeah, so I think I think it had potential. Yeah, and like I said, I'd be interested to still read the others. It's not like this one threw me off so much that I don't want to know the rest of the story. Right. Um, I think I'm going to I'm going to read reread through volume two, because I think I liked volume two better than I liked the first volume. Mm. Um, because you, you meet you meet Pike, Pike Trickfoot. Um, yeah, uh, we'll we'll have to we'll have to look into it because I am unsure I mean, regardless, this has definitely turned me on to listening to the podcast more. Oh. Or that it's not—is it a podcast or is they, it only? They have it as a podcast as well as a as a YouTube YouTube series. Cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I'm obviously like slightly biased as I am a fan of Critical Role. Um. But at the same time, I do feel like I was able to take a more critical look at it on my second read through. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, should we get into some ratings? Sure. I will say also this, just knowing how long I've only tried playing D&D like a handful of times with as the like with the family campaign, mm -hmm. I wonder how long it took for them to get this amount of content. <laughs> um, years, multiple years. What I think campaign two just had episode like one twenty. No, 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 no. I mean just the volume one. Just oh. volume one. Oh, like how many sessions volume one was? Yeah. Uh, yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's probably like one, it is one arc of their campaign. Yeah. So like if you, but I mean, technically the family is still on our first arc of the campaign. Yeah. But like uh, an arc of a campaign lasts a little while. Um, but yeah, especially when you then factor into the fact that all of these characters are not all together. For the first half of the book yeah and it sounded like the the person who played or had scanlan was part of a different campaign and switched no no well that's how his character was set up um <sighs> but uh the the person who did scanlan as a as a bard and like there's got to be a youtube video somewhere of like a compilation of the songs that sam regal sings uh because every time he casts a bard spell he does sing a song and it's usually like a parody of some pop culture song one i love that and yeah. two because i had only watched like one or two episodes of the the second campaigns podcast uh -huh. in the very beginning when i didn't realize that the donut demon wasn't in it donut demon. 
I thought that the Scanlan, that Scanlan's character was the one who was like the dwarf who talked in a really, really high pitched voice. It was a goblin. But goblin. yes, it, it, the same person is Scanlan. Okay, because that was the voice that started, and then I realized that the blue one wasn't in it, and I was like, "Well, new voice in my head has to has to be invented." Invented, um, but yeah. I hope they do like a, a comic book of uh, campaign two in the future, but I don't. I don't see why they would because this they had they had the reason of well, this part of the campaign wasn't you know was just our our house game. Yeah. Thing. Um. Anyways, story rating, uh, which usually go, which always goes to me first. Um, yeah. Gosh, if if I had given this rating um, as soon as like right when I very first read it, I would have probably given it a much higher score. But and you know, it's not even that the story itself wasn't good. It's just, I, I feel like it could have been told better. Like, it was yeah. an interesting story. Um, you know, it, it they hooked you right in the very beginning on, oh my God, what is this terrible thing happening in this town? Yes. Um, and and how is it going to stop? And, you know, they, they incorporated some, you know, really great character moments. Like, the, things that I feel like defined the behavior of each character um, very well. They incorporated it in there and they had those moments. But I think with it being a comic book, I would have liked to have seen more of the story told in art um, than just in text. Um, because again, that's, that's not why I pick up a comic book. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say like I... I read i'm always reading a book also so it's not like I'm, I'm afraid of walls of text um no but i mean it's kind of picking up one sets a precedent <laughs> exactly like you're reading it for a specific reason and so the other yeah yeah um so i'm going to give this i'm going to give the and I don't even know that what I what I want to give this is a fair rating because I, I want to give it a five, but I don't think the story was a five. I just think the storytelling was a five. That's exactly how I feel, but I am giving it a five. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think I am giving it a five as well. It's just I want to I it's like if, if anyone that's here that really likes Critical Role is going to be listening to me and be screaming uh, at me for for giving this a five but it's like i'm spoiled by how well matt mercer tells his stories um in the medium that he tells his stories he's a really great storyteller but there's something that it did not translate in the best way to come to a comic and i think no, it I still has the potential to translate really well to a comic it just the execution wasn't there. Yeah, and I feel like, like I said, like I, I am still interested in reading the rest of uh, the storyline. Mm -hmm. However, I will also say that if I was picking up the comic without knowing anything about the campaign, just based off of like you recommending this book to me, I probably wouldn't be all that interested in reading the next one. Yeah, and you probably wouldn't be very interested in my next recommendation for a comic book also. That too. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, because, I mean, I think that me even only having seen, like, one or two podcasts makes me more interested and more invested in this than if I hadn't. Yeah, and the, the episodes that you've watched aren't even of this campaign. So I do feel yeah. like the fact that you still enjoyed it, even though it was a different campaign. Um, okay, maybe I'll give it a six just because of Scanlan. Scanlan? Okay. So, so you're going to... He, he was funny? Okay. He was funny. Well, and his 
interjections in the story, even though they were wordy, made sense. So it kind of justified a little bit more yeah. of it. So I think I'll, I'll give it a six. Because I, I almost, think his character felt that wordy. I almost feel like the comic would have been really funny or really, really good if, as a bard, they treated it as though Scanlan was telling the story of the origins I of Vox Machina. I thought that's you were going to do. Um, Based off of how... So first, when you know, you're know you seeing all of the the characters in that first page, yeah. I thought it was Scanlan like, narrating. I, I, I could see that, though. Um, Because he was right next to the box, and he looked kind of like... A genie omnipotent character that, like, would just know everything. So it's like, he could totally be the one talking. And then, you know, you swipe through and you're like, where'd he go? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I I feel like that that is an area where there there could have been an improvement. And they could have saved on, on some, but obviously I'm not the one writing the book. Um, I am not a professional in this, uh, uh, but you know, storytelling wise, that that is that is where this book fell short. It's not that the story was bad; it's that it wasn't. I, I didn't think it was. I don't think the storytelling did the story justice. I agree, one hundred percent. So tell us about art. So art on its own. I love the style. I think it's fun. I think it lends itself really nicely to the fantasy world. I think that looking at it very much reminds me of watching, like, sitting out on the couch on, like, a Saturday morning just watching cartoons or whatever as a kid or or very, like, Young Justice-esque in its style. In oh, yeah. How I... Especially when you look at this first panel, you could totally see these panels yeah. being like the opening of a cartoon. They will save the world. Scanlan Shorthold, Bardic Master, a.k.a. the Meat Man. And you can just see like the words flying under him as he's flying on that magic carpet playing his uh Yeah, and loot. then all of it diminishes. And then, and it, like, and then it goes to Grog Strongjaw, Grand Poobah of the Dedoink. Um, and... <laughs> Lord Percival Frederickstein von Musel Kolosowski de Rollo the Third. It's like, you know, a lot. Yeah, I could, I, I could, I could totally see like some kind of superhero show going through, and like, and, and it's yeah. like, it's like you, you kind of, you just see like Scanlan on the magic carpet playing the lute, and then it just like kind of freezes as the words go under him, and then fades to the next one, and like Grog lifts up his massive great axe, and same thing, freeze it. Yeah, you know, like I could. But I mean, I even something it. like an intro where you see all of them, and then all of their little things just start disappearing, and then it goes down to eventually. Yes, exactly. It's just super fun, and so I do really like the art style. I think that. A combination of how wordy the comic was and then how they chose to kind of showcase a few like slower moments where it was just text didn't lend itself to to the art, like letting the art speak for itself, which it could have uh, if given the opportunity, which hopefully they'll do, you know, in the next volume. So for that reason, because I do really like the style, I just don't think it was so showcased as well as it could have been. And as well as it should be, because I do think that it's it's worth it. Um, I would give it a seven. Okay. Because it, it has the potential to really grasp me into a higher one. I don't want to give it a lower score. Just because I really feel like where the art got stuck was with the storytelling. Okay. That's yeah. And... I I agree to an extent. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, but I think. I think I'm. I'm actually more leaning towards giving it a six on art. Um, I, okay. So my thing was I wanted to give it one score higher than what I was going to give it with the story. So initially it was going to be a five and then a six, but then I changed my story to being a six. Now it has to be a seven. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that's I, I understand the the logic. My issue with the art, and again, it's beautiful. Like the 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 people is the people are the focus of this art, hundred yeah. percent. Um, and uh, Olivia Sampson does a wonderful job showing face, like you can see the smugness just leaking off of Vexalia's face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, y- y- you can, you can see that Grog is, you know, a strong dumbass kind of okay. thing. Okay. Looks smarter with the beard. Does he? Anyways, sure. They, the people, the characters, are done a great justice. But it's not all about the characters. There is also an environment behind them. There are. Like, this is just absolutely horrifying. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> like, there there are other things happening in, in the world. And I feel like environment was put to the wayside and not enough... Not enough effort was put into the background. I can I can understand that. And I will give you... Uh, and that's where, the, like, storytelling is missed. Yeah, you know? and I think because the background wasn't so much of a forefront, I focused so heavily on the characters, especially given the story. Yeah. So... Oh, I mean, this scene was also just, like... Here, it's like they, they just removed the background altogether. Um... <clears throat> But I mean, it, it's it is interesting. It is good, good, good art. It's a good art, in my opinion. Um, there's just still opportunity to be had, even if like I don't, I don't want Olivia Sampson to not be doing the art of these books. I just want there to be to be storytelling in the background. Like, yeah, I mean, it could really just be one of those things where... Like, look at all of this text. No, it's a, it's, and, it's a lot. It's and a I mean, lot. Villains have monologues all the, times in, all the time in comic books, but that's usually like one page where there's a bunch of text. There are a lot of pages where there's a lot of text. This is pretty, though. Yeah, I really like this one. I was like, I'm not gonna pick this one as my favorite panel. They don't. They don't. I don't even know these characters. Oh, and and now you never will know these characters. Exactly. Exactly. But. But yeah, I mean, in the background here, there's there's stuff going on. Like, but even still, it's like. That the those are those are books. I, I I don't know. Um No, I I get it. I do agree and I, I do understand. That's one of those things that I'm sure if I were to read it again, I'm I'm sure honestly if I were to read it again, I'd probably score differently mm-hmm. and probably not favorably. Right. Well, I mean that's where that's where I am. Um and again, I I don't even uh, it's not the art's fault. And it's not the story's fault; it's the storytelling's fault. Yeah, I can't. I can't stress that and, enough. And I mean, given that this seems like it's everybody's first shot, it also makes me wonder if the people who who were working on it read a lot of comics. Well, I do know that Matthew Mercer's pretty a pretty big nerd, so he had. Yeah, to... but I mean, there's a difference between like you reading comics and me reading comics. Yeah. So I mean, like you, yeah. Well, it's I mean, also it's also his story, you know. So there's he's probably giving benefit of the doubt. I imagine that, and and just like putting words into his mouth without 
knowing <laughs> for sure at all. He, he probably wanted to make sure as much of his story got in there as possible. Um, and the way that he knows to tell the story is to write it out. Yeah, I will say there's a lot of, I mean, as with everything storytelling wise, there's a lot of team elements that go into it. So I feel like for me to say it's not anybody's one fault, it's everybody's fault because nobody offered up solutions. Everybody just was like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like the the breaking out of the boxes would be something to come from somebody who who hasn't read or who has read a lot of comics and pays attention mostly to the art. Maybe. Or yeah. just somebody who reads a lot of comics in general. But if that one person who does read a lot of comics in general was also the storyteller, their main focus is going to be storytelling versus uh, and like plot line and, and development and stuff like that, then. Mm-hmm. And the visual element. Yeah. It's like so, putting on a show. Would exactly. you have done that? Um, <clears throat> so, overall rating, Anna? Six. Same. Because I gave it a six and a seven, so I'm going six. I'm also going six. Things are not yeah. looking great for me this time. <laughs> um yeah i and i'm excited about our next one i'm excited about our next one too i need to start reading it um yeah i mean it was i'm glad i had you read it and i'm glad that i read it again so yeah. that it was more than just me Haunting over this uh, world that I love. You know what I mean? Um, right. Which, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with being a fanboy or fangirl of the things that, you, uh, that you're passionate about. Um, what is important is to be able to take a critical eye to it every once in a while. Just... <laughs> critical eye to critical role. A... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess that's where we'll start wrapping up then. Cool. Oh, we should talk about what our next, next book week. is. Yeah. Next week's book is yours, Anna. Tell us about it. Yeah. Witch Hat Artillier, the manga volume one. Ooh, ooh. Exciting. Exciting. Yeah. I'm excited to read this one. I am excited to read this one. And at the end of that episode... Um, we will be doing, uh, the announcement for our next books and then just go into the next books the following week rather than having a week break in between, unless you still want to do a week break in between, but I feel like we uh, we're going to do the dare then for yeah, me because but... I lost last time. Yep. We can, uh, we do have some wheel ideas. What I'll do is... We'll record something separately and, and post that in the middle of the week. Um, probably after you're here. So it'll be after the next episode. We'll just episode. release we'll just release two of them back to back after I lose uh, this this month. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you absolutely hate Witch Hat Atelier. It's a possibility. But you would also have to hate Witch Hat Atelier. I Yeah. Okay, well, we'll talk about it, but I'm really, really, really excited to talk about it next time. Yeah. I've only read, like, the first few pages, but... Um, yeah. But, yeah, so next week is our manga, which is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, Anna, where can people find you on the internets? On Instagram, I have two accounts. Anna underscore Riddick is my private account, mostly Hank, <laughs> and recently I've been trying to, you know, cook the foods. All oriental foods, none, none, none otherwise. Um, and then my second account is my art account, which is aridic underscore, underscore designs. Oh uh, gosh, it is amazing um, that you uh, 
use social media at all. Um, I know. I need to get better at it, but. And of course, you can find me anywhere. It's Benpai. Uh, I-T-S-B-E-N-P-A-I. Literally, that's what I am everywhere. Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. That's it. <laughs> that, that, that's where that's where you can find me and remember you can catch this show live every monday night at 8 p.m eastern time um it goes up on youtube the very next day uh just to give you guys something to look forward to right before new comic book day um as, uh, oh yeah oh yeah it comes out in podcast form too uh, Pocket Cast, Spotify, iTunes, uh, TuneIn, you know, all that stuff. Shaloma Stay. Shaloma Stay, everybody. Have a good one. Bye bye. <laughs>